Dr. Zuluma Tabozulu, thank you so much for your time this morning. Um, thank you. Have we sufficiently reinscribed our identity into our spaces and our living spaces um, as South Africans, as free and demo- democratized South Africans, enough to undo the relics of apartheid colonialism and imperialism? Uh, thank you very much. Uh, sorry, I, I can just repeat. I didn't. I didn't get the first word that you 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 used there. So. Oh, I'm asking: Have we sufficiently redefined our spaces uh, as okay. Africans, as democratized and free African South Africans, um, into spaces that you know where the names were was a bastion of our oppression? Ah, uh, yes, yeah. No, actually, we haven't. We haven't done that. Now, obviously, um, the the aspect, uh, for example, you know, uh, it's, it's too bad that the Department of Arts and Culture is not here because. They are the ones who define, you know, the, the nation-building aspect as a motivation for, you know, redef- uh, changing names and so forth. But no, we haven't really uh, been able to come up with that definition, you know, so that our spaces, uh, you know, for example, the towns or the streets where we are actually reflect, you know, uh, the, the new nation post-1994. So we are still really um, uh, kind of a long way off from there. Although 28 years since 1994, this is what, 2022, 28 years is an extremely long time because that is really a generation. It's, past, it's more than a generation, actually. So, mm. so there are some issues there that we'll need to tackle about it. Yeah, yeah, certainly. And uh, how far do you think we should have come? I mean, uh, some critical places have been renamed, right? Uh, yeah. Um, and 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 it's it. Some of those renamings have been celebrated as victories, um, and it's an ongoing process, seemingly, right? Just last year, uh, you know, PE became, you know, Tabeh. People yeah. seem to have celebrated that. Um, yeah. How much? How 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 much faster do you think we should have gone? Well, look, look, look. For example, at um, uh, Rhodes University. That name, Rhodes, right? Uh, it's called Rhodes University because it was built from the estates of uh, Cecil Rhodes. Cecil Rhodes was ex- one of the most extreme racists. He hated black people. In fact, in his journal, you see, I read historical journals of yeah. colonizers, exploits, stuff like that. So, in his journal, he makes, he says that, you know, uh, Africans are inferior, you know, uh, the English people are the ones who are supposed to be the masters, for example. So, so a name like that is very, is very uh, pro, uh, you know, pro- provoking to us, is very uh, demeaning to us. So we should not have a name that has to do with Cecil Rose, for example. And so we haven't, we haven't done that. And, uh, and, of course, we know that the, the fall movement, uh, they did a, a great job in foregrounding these issues but uh, no, no movement has been done. There's a lot of things that have not actually changed. So I think maybe what we need to do, because I was looking at the definition of nation building from departments of arts and culture. So they say that the, uh, the constitution has to be, for example, you know, uh, has to reflect all of us, for example. But the constitution does not reflect all of us because clause 25 protects white privilege. It says that the, the, the land that was taken his, uh, by colonial conquest, they can keep that. If we want to get that, we have to pay some astronomical, astronomical price for that, for example. So you see, the constitution is not yet. So because of that, 
So it's going to be very hard, really, to achieve this nation building because there is that uh, discrepancy between, you know, the white uh, society and the uh, African society, for example. Yeah. Uh, Zolani, have we... Are we able to get along um, as Africans into how we need to be able to identify our spaces? I remember a friend telling me the contention, for instance, uh, between Tsongas and Vendas um, in the Bembe district when it came to the naming of Makado. Um, it was quite controversial about, there was consensus, we need to get rid of the name Louis Trichard, right? But what do we then name the place? And should that name reflect the identity of the Babenda or or the identity of the Batonga. Uh, what have we have we done enough in the community building, nation building project to be able to find those levels of consensus? No, I think that <clears throat> we could, we have a possibility of finding each other and have a sufficient consensus in a number of fronts, but that project needs to be led in a very progressive way. It shouldn't be academic or, and uh, it should not be over-regulated by a legislation that creates, uh, you know, tediousness for it to happen. Look, <clears throat> we were hamstrung, for instance, in so far as the changing of the names, uh, you know, and... Uh, because the instrument itself, which flows from a legislative act uh, of the geographical names, makes it very difficult for even the Department of Arts and Culture to carry that function efficiently and effectively because they have to consult, um, you know, the process of consultation itself uh, on a matter which is quite very clear, if you need to change roles, Rose was a racist, was a colonizer, mm. was a brutal man. Uh, you can't be asking, do we need to change this name? We should have just had, um, you know, a very clear preamble on, on the changing of the names. That all names that represent first and foremost uh, racism should be completely wiped out of... Um, you know, the public spaces with immediate effect. And then 50% of the problem, then it's done, and then you deal with them with a new name that must then be applied. So how does that work? Um, if, if, for instance, uh, tomorrow we wake up and we're like, we're renaming for Yenachang, we, we're removing the name for Yenachang, we're removing the name Johannesburg, we're removing... So the, majority of, the majority of places have their indigenous names. So that should have been the We seem to have an audio problem there, uh, uh, Zolani. Let's see if we can uh, get you to Is a quieter space. Uh, there we go. Much better. Now we can hear you. I, I don't know where that came from. Uh, maybe Dr. Zulu uh, Matabo's line. But go ahead. Sorry. My apologies. Now I was saying that, uh, remember that uh, there are indigenous names. For many of the places, rivers, mountains uh, in this country. And we also have a rich history which is embedded on our heritage. So it's a question of saying that uh, let's have a very good mix in terms of this. Because <clears throat> when we're naming the new places, we don't have to politicize everything. 
Uh, yes, there is a need to appreciate the role played by freedom fighters. But we need to have an integrated approach in terms of ensuring that we come up with names that are going to unite us in the sense that some of them must take into account the pre-colonial names, which, were, which are indigenous names which existed, which appreciated uh, that society, which you may refer to like yeah. an ancient society. So you, you, you can't, for instance, say you will uh, ANCify everything. You can't focus only on the history of recently. You need to take into account those wars of resistance, wars of, uh, you know, dispossession, when you do that naming exercise. And uh, secondly, as I'm talking about the speed which has been applied in this thing, uh, the Geographical Names Council uh, takes its mandate from that legislation. The problem with that is that when you left that project for too long in the areas of the new dispensation, you have created a sense of entrenchment on the part of uh, our erstwhile colonizers uh, to actually put their heads on the sand to say, we are not going to budge, nothing is going to be changed. So in a sense, we have allowed them to be emboldened to think that there is absolutely nothing wrong with changing these names because they would then say they represent their own heritage. You can't do that. We are an African country, and therefore the fact that we are Africans, uh, the the changing of these names into African names should be a matter that everybody should comply with and and appreciate that it has to happen in that way. I want I want us to speak about that restoration um, or reverting to um, co- pre-colonial pre-colonial names for a lot of these uh, places, indigenous names as you as you refer to them, and what their place would be in our contemporary identity. Uh, but we're going to take a quick break. On the other side of this, we continue this. Give us that call. It's zero eight six triple zero two zero three two. Oliver, you know I listen to SAFM, and you, you realize that. People are not debating the issue of Mr. Zuma, the merits of the case. They are debating the names, the changing of names of Mr. Mani. You know, I mean, South Africans, are we... (laughs) Yeah, good morning, Oliver. Oliver, our people doesn't need names to change. Our people are unemployed, they are hungry, they are starving. Some of them are desperate. They're finding ways to steal stuff. Not that it's right, but you're in order to put food on the table. So this name change story uh, doesn't mean anything to us. They are unemployed. They don't have nothing to eat, nothing to feed our kids with. So that is a lot of nonsense, me. Me and you, we have a job, yes, luckily. But other people, now people start worrying about changing names. What is that? Oliver. Good topic again. Um, on the issue of changing um, names and place names of places, like in Durban, we've got streets. Um, we've had streets called West Street, and it was simple because it was short. West. Um, it should have just maybe been called Dadu Street or Dadu Drive, because up till today people still say West Street. Smith Street, they call it by the old names because it's nice and short and easy to remember. Now, when you've got a whole name, Dr. Apixley, Akaseme, Aka, oh, 
it's they just say West, West Street. Yet if it was just Pixie Street or Dadu Street or Mkenge Street, it's easier to take in my contribution, Parabas in Durban. At SAFM Radio and at Oliver underscore speaking on Twitter. That's a that's a fascinating reflection from Parabas. Eh? Can we just keep the name short? <laughs> um, one of the voice notes that came through is a commonly held view in South Africa that we're a poverty-stricken country. We're a country with a lot of problems. Changing of names should be the least of our worries. What do you make of that reflection, Dr. Zulumatabu? Uh, you know, I hear that argument about uh, poverty, the economy, that is. But actually, you're going to find that there is some connection between the economy and uh, the names. Because when we talk about the names, we are really talking about the land, meaning it, it kind of brings up the land question. And if we can provide land to our people, they can grow their own food, you see. But I just want to make a point that um, I think one of the things that needs to be done, because, you see, the caller talking about poverty, uh, in his mind, he thinks that uh, na- na- changing names is, is mutually exclusive of economic development. But actually, these things are supposed to go together. But actually, here is the thing. The resistance that we get or the, the, the polarization that we experience uh, today, I think it has to do with the fact that the government has not done certain things that it should have done. For example, uh, you know, uh, a white child is socialized to, uh, to, to, to appreciate the colonial benefits. You see that? And to defend these polo- colonial benefits. So there, will, so there is an inherent resistance on that. Now, I'm going to give an example. You see, if you look at countries like uh, Canada, where I spent most of my life, uh, basically, uh, in Canada, they have this rule that uh, if a, a Canadian family raises the child in a racist way, they actually intervene. The government intervenes, and they actually will even remove that child from those uh, racist parents who are raising their children that, that way. So, and there's a very famous case of a seven-year-old seven uh, white girl in Canada, for example, who came to school and they had these racist, you know, uh, tattoos on, on them. And the teacher had to take the child to the principal, and the social workers were called, the police came, yeah. and then they had to take the child away. And, and eventually the court ruled that that child is permanently removed from that racist parenting environment. You see, because yeah. the parents are not raising the child according to Canadian values. So this idea that we're talking about right now of, 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 of changing names, part of it has to do with the values that we're trying to foster as, as a people of the country, as, as a new nation in this country. But I know that... So is it your uh, argument, uh, yeah. is it your argument that when we change the name of a place, we very strongly signal we no longer attach ourselves to the values that were inscribed in the old name? Absolutely, absolutely. Because, because it's so critical. I mean, for example, there's a case right now uh, that has been reported a lot of times in the Free State. Um, uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a place called Daffelkop, for example. But actually, the original name, the indigenous name there is Nsuanatati. And that was the kingdom of Bapuke, for example. You see? Mm. So, 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 so now those, those people are struggling to restore their land and also, you know, to restore their, their, their names, for example. 
And I think those are kind of projects that if the government intervened there and assisted the Bafuking at Nzuanazati, which is currently called Dafukop, to restore their land, then you are going to be also be tackling the issues of poverty. Because that means they've got land, they can grow their own food, you know. And well, but it's not, I mean, I, I, I see the nexus you're trying to draw there, but it's not automatic that a name change suddenly inspires and reinvigorates uh, uh, efforts towards uh, land reclamation? No, definitely not. But, but what I'm, I'm trying to foreground here is the conceptualization about the name change. So the, con- the way it's conceptualized, it has to be holistic, right? Because when you talk about the name, you're talking about something that has to do with a piece of land. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you're renaming a city, you're renaming a street, stuff like that. So they should broaden, they should not be narrow and just look at the legal name change. Because otherwise, that excludes now the economic development, which is which one of your callers, a voice note, was actually making a point about. Yeah. Well, just just in 30 seconds, uh, I, I want you to give me a response to this because I do have to take the, the, the news headlines. Zolani makes the argument that the name-changing process mustn't be a convoluted process that is over-legislated. Uh, what do you make of that? Well, uh, I, I, th- I think that, that's a good point also because if it's convoluted, it means uh, it takes a long time and also it becomes expensive, you see. And actually, name changes are very expensive. So really, uh, they should look at that procedure of name changes. Yeah, I mean, if, if for example, like in this case of the free state of the Bafuking, uh, that is, is a very straight, is a very clear case. They should just say, okay, this place is no longer called Tafelkop. It's now called Ntwanakasi. You see? Yeah. And then from there, we restore the land of the people because that's very urgent for the government to tackle poverty. Procedure matters, right? Because <laughs> Procedure matters because, yes, uh, yes. because those who are opposed to that can simply just go to court and litigate against it. And then we have, you know, then we're at a place where it now becomes a politically as well as legally contentious uh, effort and not an effort that is really the cornerstone of nation building. But let's take a, uh, let's take a pause there. We're going to take the news headlines. On the other side of us, we're going to take some of your calls. Stephen, out in Kimberley, I'll be starting with your call on the other side of the news headlines with Anne Musa. Oliver Dixon on SAFM. Hi, Joe from Durban. I think everybody knows uh, the case against Bolidana by Mr. Zuma um, is just more obfuscation and more time to delay and obfuscate the process so Mr. Zuma does not have to go to court and answer for all of the uh, malfeasance that occurred via him, through him and during his time as uh, president. It's just a delaying tactic. Ooh, we've got some of our voice notes uh, mi- uh, mixed up, but we will get your voice notes on this conversation lined up in a very short while. We're taking your calls on 086-000-2032, and we're also taking your WhatsApp voice note lines on 0614-104-107. Um, Zolani, I want to bring you back on this. Uh, Dr. Zulu Matabo makes the argument that there must be a reversion back to our pre-colonial names. How much of that is useful? Um, given the fact that identity is not static, our identity has moved on, right? Um, and oftentimes we want our identity today to be a reflection of our spaces today and that pre-colonial names of cities, towns and places may not necessarily um, be the right point of departure, specifically when we think about 
uh, the cosmopolitan mix of South Africa. Um, you know, for instance, if you if you look at a place like Soshanguve, which is culturally very mixed, I can't imagine um, that it wouldn't be contentious if you want to rename Soshanguve, for instance, into whatever its pre-colonial name was. Um, <clears throat> well, you see, the project of name changes is really a decolonization project and a heritage transformation project. Um, places like those, those are places which really are populated by the African majority. The point I'm making is that in the country, we have uh, thousands and thousands of names that represent coloniality. Yeah. And we can't therefore fold our arms and uh, create a procedure which is too laborious and convoluted, as you say, uh, for us to change those names. Uh, a decolonization project, and the gentleman who was speaking before you went on the news bulletin, was correct. It is linked to a people's culture, but it is also linked to the people's land. And therefore, it has to reflect uh, the people of the country and the land of the people of this country. And that's why I was saying that it ought to represent all those stages, the indigenous, but also the struggle, or uh, uh, you know, our revolution must be reflected. And that, that, that takes into account the issue of the dynamism of culture as we know it. Yeah. So I'm not saying that we must simply reverse the gear and completely bring back everything that was pre-colonial. But the pre-colonial history and the pre-colonial heritage is still very relevant. You must understand that tradition and modernity are two sides of the same coin. So you have to strike that balance. Yeah. And and, and, and that's how you need to deal with it. But what, what we cannot compromise on, though, is to have <clears throat> some of these colonial names preserved. They should be killed immediately. Yeah, absolutely. Give us a call, 86 Let's speak to Stephen out in Kimberley. Stephen, good morning. Yes, good morning, uh, Oliver. Can you clear? Yes, go ahead, sir. Yes, I see double standards here, Stephen. You know, we don't, we don't like uh, colonial, <coughs> colonial, uh, we perpetuate colonial laws, and yet we do not like colonial names. In the beginning, why not change the mother name, South Africa? And then why I'm saying we perpetuate colonial laws, if you look at the idea of separate development, it's been hijacked. And it's been refined now. Now we come on to say, you are this, you are from there, developed separately, and we develop separately. I see double standards. That's all I need to say. Okay, that's a very, very interesting point. Zimbabwe uh, Lizwe uh, in Cape Town. Good morning. Yes, good morning, Oliver Dixon. Do you hear me? Yes, sir. Go ahead. What's on your mind? Yes, sir. Um, firstly, I would like to say to you... Uh, let us start with the provincial number, please. How many times it has been changed? And I, I know that it, it costs taxpayers money. All the time, name changes, all that. It costs a lot of money to change number, please. And again, I come to the first citizen, um, the first citizen of South Africa. Um, I mean, you can call him Bushman or the Sun. I don't see any town or a place which, which is named after. Uh, one of the Bushmen, because they are the first citizen of this country. 
We seem to be talking about us as black people. We are the most people that you want to name, name Jacob Zuma Street, Mandela Street. But you don't see any Bushmen. Sorry to say that, to say Bushmen. They're called Namas or, or, or that. But I don't see any town or street that is named after them because they are, they are also first, our first citizen of South Africa. Why are we always, we black people, we want to keep on putting our own names? What about those others, our first citizens of the country? Yep. And all that is costing taxpayers money. And people are not employed, there's no job, the country is in trouble. But we worry ourselves on wasting money and changing names. You see, that is, uh, to me, uh, it doesn't make sense. What do you make, let me, uh, Zimabilizwe, what do you make of the argument earlier made by Dr. Zuluma Tabo that said that economic prosperity is not entirely uh, unrelated uh, to the names of places? Yeah, Oliver, like, let's say, for example, we name a place called, like, Mangilizwe Township, you understand? So most of the tourists won't visit there, you know. This is always that um, uh, undermining and undermining. I mean, there's no need for changing anything. Just let us go ahead and work for the developing the country. You see, because we black people, we always want to put us first, but we forget about other senior citizens like Bushmen, as I say. You understand? Yeah. Okay. So we, we must be fair, yeah. We must be fair. Yeah. You see, and it's wasting money, taxpayers' money. Yeah, thank you so much for your call. Appreciate it. I think in the thank last you. round of name changes last year, uh, there were some name changes that reflected the identity of Namakrikwaskoe and San uh, um, tribes. I, I could I could be wrong about this. I think one or other airport may very specifically have been renamed to that. Um, yeah. Am I am I remembering this correctly, Doctor Zulu Matabo? Yeah, there, there is one called Stirman. Yes, right? that's that's, yes. The, that's the airport. Yes. Yeah, that's the airport Stirman. Yes, yes. What's your reflection on, on uh, again, on, on, on the uh, comment from uh, Zimambilizwe who says that it's too expensive an exercise. Let's focus that money on something else. Well, um, the, 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 sorry, uh, the, 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 cost, the cost of naming, definitely it is high. No question about it. I mean, I was looking at uh, the, the cost of naming streets. It, it ranges, it's estimated to range anywhere from 200,000 rent to more than 700,000 rand. So meaning, uh, and that's, we are just talking the street today. We, have, we haven't touched the town yet or the city, you know. So there's no question that uh, the costs are very high, which is why I was making the point that it has to be linked to the economic development of that area. You see that. Uh, but I just want to make uh, just a, a, a few uh, uh, remarks on the last call day because, you see, there is a misnomer. There is um a wrong idea that uh, South Africa, the first uh, people here are, the, for example, the Sen, uh, the Nama, and so forth. Actually, that is a history that has been written by, you know, uh, the colonial uh, scholars, the apartheid scholars, and the goal of that was to basically bring a divide amongst us, you know, for, so, so that, for example, the, uh, the, the Nama people or the Sen people uh, are supposed to be different from, let's say, uh, the other African people. We are all Africans, but I just want to make a point that actually, from a historical point of view, uh, the, the people who arrived here, both the Nama and the Africans, the difference being that, you see, the, the Nama and the, and the San, they settled here, right? But a lot of Africans who came here around that time, they were nomads. So meaning that 
when South Africa is warm, they came here, they settled here. But as soon as it was cold, because we have cold uh, winter here, they would move their, 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 their grazing to warmer parts of Africa. You see, but you can't say those people, nomads, they are not amongst the first citizens of this country. You see that. But, but, but that's a history that we African researchers have to, have to write. Yeah. That's that's a very interesting point, uh, uh, Zolani. What's your what's your reflection on on that? Very specifically about uh, the second voice note that said, "Well, there seems to be an inconsistency here, because you know why don't we start with renaming South Africa? That too is a relic of colonialism." Uh, well, I mean <laughs> that statement is correct. Uh, there's nothing mischievous about it. Um, we, we could look at that, but there, there is nothing wrong if that with all other names and uh, that, that becomes the culmination of what we do. Mm. Perhaps we may consider doing that because the other process is already underway, uh, despite the fact that it is very uh, gradual and very slow. Yeah. But he is making a very good point because okay. the name itself was given by colonialists. Yeah, uh, we might have to consider it then as as the culmination of that uh, renaming. Yeah, Machiriso in the northwest. Good morning. How are you? I'm fantastic. Go ahead. All right. Uh, I just want to talk about the main change in our province here. Let me start with commending the province Limpopo. When it comes to the changing names. The Limpopo province has done very, very, very well. Mm. We don't have any more names like Petersburg, Potreterserat, Neustrichat. All those names, they, they went back to the original name. Let me come to our province, Northwest. It's in, in Northwest, the ANC, which is the governing party in Northwest, has been the governing party since 1994. Mm. It seems to me that they are reluctant to change the names of the all small dirty of, of Northwest into the original name. There is no small dirty in Northwest which hasn't got a Setswana name. All those dirty they've got Setswana name, but the ANC refused to change the names. Instead of changing the names, they rather take the name of the of the town of the dirty like Lakimbek. Yeah. Lakimbek, the name in Setswana is Bito Wonka. They take that name, they make it the municipality name. Like Clackstop. Clackstop, the original name is Makosani. Though they don't want to change that name, they take the name Makosani, they make it municipality. Mm. So, what they have done here in the first, I can say that maybe they are against Setswana names. Because why I'm saying that there is a college in Machiri, a high school. But I, I do want to so, 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 can I say this as well, uh, uh, Machiri, that name changing is not doesn't always have to be a government led initiative. We can petition the government to change these names, and I think it, it's a reflection of our reluctance, perhaps, as people to insist that these things change. ANC will never if you are an ordinary citizen, ANC will never listen to you. They, they listen to the comrades. If you are not comrades, you are nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I have I have been yeah. convincing to change the name Northwest to Habomo to province. They refused. Let me come to that name of Mahikeng. There was a school called Mahikeng International School. 
you know what the AAC did? Because Mahikeng is a Setswana name, they changed that school, the name, they call it South African International School. Imagine in Eastern Cape, if there's an agricultural college in Tobimba, and that college is named Tobimba Agricultural College, then you come and change that name, you call it South African Agricultural College. Is it going to make sense? Yeah, very good point. Thank you so much for your call, Machidi. So really, really, really do appreciate it. And that's where we're going to leave it. I do want to thank my guest as well, Dr. Zulu Matabo Zulu. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, Zolani Makiva, thank you so much for your time this morning. Really, really do appreciate it. Insightful conversation.